Welcome to Real Scoop Live, a show for pool chemistry enthusiasts where we talk about all the coolest chemistry stuff you never knew you wanted to know. Any chemical advice or suggestions are opinion and utilized at the discretion of each individual pool operator. With that out of the way, let's start the show. Hello and good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. It's Stacy and the boys with The Real Scoop Live. And today we are going to have episode three, which is the magic pill for your pool. And this is going to be a discussion about some of those crazy things that you hear that work to fix your pool that may or may not be true. So take it away, guys. <laughs> That's a very wow. cryptic intro, Stacey. Yeah, I'm, so I'm wondering where we're going with it. I, I like the enigma <laughs> of it. <laughs> it. It's funny, too, because the, the idea behind this whole episode actually came from Stacy. So to be cryptic as you were, you know, it's really, this was kind of your idea, right? Um, un unlike Brett and I, Stacy um, is on social media, I would say much more than, than we are. Yeah. And some of the, some of the groups on social media, you know, when you go through those, you see some crazy things that people are talking about or suggesting or whatever. And, and what we found in, over the course of the last, like, maybe three years, I mean, it's been going on forever, but it's really had an uptick in the last three years. Um, there, was, there was a season where everyone was talking about using pillow stuffing. There was a season where everyone was talking about using stain erasers. Um, this season, it seems like a lot of people are talking about the solar ionizers that are out there. And it's funny how it kind of goes up. And then down, they say, everyone's like, oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. And then they actually start using it. And they're like, eh, well, maybe it doesn't work. You know, maybe it does sometimes, I mean, whatever. So, so you can actually see, you know, the staying power of the stuff that actually lasts a long time or actually works is things that are still in the, the pantheon of the industry, as opposed to stuff that's kind of like a one and done, right? There's, there's interesting calls that we get um, when we're doing uh, tech support or helping people f figure out chemistry issues as well. Um, a lot of times people have a misperception, uh, misconception of these magic pills being a one and done or a, a fix all for any p possible issue you ever have in your pool. And, and it's kind of sad because sometimes when we're explaining how things actually work or, or what part of the puzzle, those things actually fit in, I feel like we're sort of uh, blowing their, their hair back or, or, you know, really ruin their day because they thought, oh man, I thought I had the coolest thing that no one ever knew about. Um, we're not saying any of these things necessarily don't work for a specific function. Um, we're just saying, make sure you know what things are supposed to do. Uh, and maybe even some side effects of using these things that you can run into that maybe aren't as, um, uh, well communicated online or in, uh, Facebook posts or social media posts or anything else like that, because, just like uh, teachers say you only remember the bad students, seems like a lot of times uh, only the flowery parts are coming through on social media. Oh, my God, I did this and it was it was amazing. Yeah, That's cool. Let's 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 so, dive deeper. <laughs> so, so part of this discussion was, um, you know, I used to I used to work in retail for a long time. And, and it was really one of those things where someone come in on a Friday and go, my pool, uh, you know, 
they typically wouldn't admit that they haven't really done anything with their pool for a long time. But what they would say is, well, I have a party coming on tomorrow and it's it's Friday right now and my water looks like a swamp. What do I do? Right. And there's and the always a party is, tomorrow. That there is always a party tomorrow, especially especially at Stacy's house. So um, <laughs> especially if tomorrow's Saturday, right? Or Sunday. Yeah. Anyway. So so the idea is, is that there, there's no one thing that is a hundred percent foolproof. There's no one magic pill to change your pool from a swamp to a crystal clear lagoon in 24 hours. There are things out there that can get you started. So all of you that work in retail that are watching this, you know that typically when someone comes in and says, well, I need my pool clear by tomorrow. What do I do in your mind? You're saying, well, you come, you come in two weeks ago, right? Because one of the, one of the old sayings or thought processes of people in retail that have been there for a while, they will say, well, how long did it take for your pool to go from blue to swamp? That's how long it takes to, to go from swamp to blue, right? So if you had neglected it for two weeks, you know, the, the traditional ways of doing things would be, it would take about two weeks. Not it took you a long hours. time to get it this messed up. Yes. It's going to yes. take you a long time to get and, it and that's back to normal. Is that when you're talking about pools, it's varying degrees, right? I mean, we've talked before about if someone says my water's green, you say, well, how green is it? They go, yeah. well, I mean, what do you mean by that? Well, can you see the main drain or can you see the stepper? Can you not see your hand if you put it under the under Have you the seen how many water, color right? samples they have at the paint section at the hardware store? There's a oh, lot man. of different greens. Right. That reminds me of the one Parks and Rec episode where uh, Jerry says, well, they, they asked Jerry um, what he thinks about these color swatches. And he goes, well, they're all black. And they start laughing at him. They go, no, this one's onyx. This one's obsidian, you know, whatever. Obsidian. They go, they go through seven different ones. Anyway. Anyway, so so the idea is, is that there's no magic pill to take care of that. And and the other part of it, too, is is that as, Brett, as you were talking, I was thinking about the largest magic pill, which we didn't put in our notes, which is a salt pool, right? And and just follow my logic here. You know, there's, there's many people that buy a chlorine generator, which means you have a salt pool, and they and they they whether they're told what really goes on in salt pools or how much work you have to do to take care of them in their mind, they're thinking, well, I have a salt pool, so I don't have to do anything other than put in my chlorine generator, which is the salt pool. Right. They think they have a magical goodies creator. Right. Right. And, and in reality, all the chlorine generator is, is a way to not buy chlorine. You still need to worry about your pH, your alkalinity, your calcium, your cyanuric acid, shocking the pool, putting in some algicide if, if you are, you know, are, if you have algae that comes, that comes in, there's a stain and scale product, there's clarity products. I mean, all, all that goes on and that doesn't go away, whether you have a salt pool, a chlorine pool, a bromine pool or anything else, you still have to do all that. So what one less bucket you have to buy a season typically. Right. Right. So some of the things that we've seen online, Stacey, if you if you want to kind of give us a rundown of the things that yeah. people have been calling in about, you know, asking yeah. about or that you've seen online, just give us a kind of a rundown. We'll go through them. Well, this wasn't even something that I saw online or somebody called in to say, I have a friend. I'm originally from Ohio and back home. A lot of people have above ground swimming pools. That's right. O-H-I-O. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, they have above ground swimming pools. Go blue. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Oh, man. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. 
that, that's like, uh, that's, that's war. <laughs> anyway, uh, so a friend of mine has an above ground swimming pool and I'm like, okay, so what are, you know, like I work here and I, you know, I'm always talking about our products and what we do. So like, I, I want to turn everybody onto our products, right? So I'm like, what are you using in your pool? And she's like, oh, like nothing. I just add a couple bags of salt the whole season and I'm good. And I'm like, do you have a saltwater pool? And she's like, no, no, it's some kind of ionizer thing. And I'm like, and you're just throwing salt in the pool? And she's like, yeah, I just throw the salt in and let it dissolve and I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like uh, telling other friends, you might want to reconsider swimming in that pool because <laughs> I don't know what's living in there and what what you might grow as a result of swimming in it. You so, know what you're taking home with you when you swim in that pool? <laughs> that, and that's a that's a reference to other RSL episodes about uh, <laughs> about pores and opening pores, in hot tubs, in hot tubs and closing yeah. pores. And so you're actually taking your you know your friends stuff with you anyway let's do a quick watered down description of what what ionizers are um a lot of them work on similar principles so they'll have a small box where the pool water actually moves through inside that box it's connected to um usually a transformer that steps it down to dc voltage from ac current so you actually have to plug these things in and it'll apply an electric charge through various metal bars so you could have copper you could have um not likely but silver you could have other algaecide metals um like you zinc, find in, in mineral packs yeah zinc and nickel um and as before as the electric charge goes through these bars it actually sloughs off ions of this these metals to put it in the water so essentially it's like a mineral system to help prevent algae from forming um and and some some bacterias uh don't don't like uh, minerals as well. So it's kind of an algicide bactericide program. Now, usually and, those programs- And, and a fungicide. Sorry, sorry. Oh, oh you're good. Straight, but, no, but throw and it a in. fungicide too, yeah. And in general, those ionizers are part of a program where you'll start out and add product X, product Y, and product Z. And then there's points throughout the season where you're supposed to add additional- Products? Instances of those products. I've seen some that do borates. I've seen some that do dichlor. I've seen some that do non-chlorine shock. So they can be sold as a low chlorine system, which they ultimately are, but you're still adding usually chlorine at some point throughout the season. So in terms of troubleshooting pools like that, troubleshoot it the exact same way that you troubleshoot a pool that had say like a mineral system in it or, or a, a mineral pack to, to treat the water. Cause you're getting similar benefits from an ionizer as you would, mineral systems um so wanna... the thing about those is is that if you if you break it all down i mean essentially what you have an ionizer does is that it it's it creates an algicide just like a chlorine generator creates chlorine okay chlorine is a, a sanitizer and an oxidizer depending on how you use it uh using using copper silver nickel or zinc is a effectively an algicide so, so using an ionizer only keeps your pool from getting algae. There are other factors to consider. You know, you have to worry about how much extra metals are in the water. If your pH goes wrong, if you're using chlorine, you put in too much chlorine at one time. You know, chlorine and metals don't really get along that well. So it, it should be a very low chlorine because if you had a high chlorine, then your water goes from maybe crystal clear to 
a greenish tint or a purplish tint or a brownish tint or whatever, you know, or, or, or a charcoal tint, depending on, on which metals are being used inside that mineral pack or inside that ionizer. So again, it's, it's, it's a great idea if you don't want to put algicide in, just like a salt pool is a great idea if you don't want to put chlorine in, but it still only takes care of algae. It doesn't and, do anything else. And the one thing that Matt mentioned of metals building up, if you run that thing 100% all the time, your your metals present in the water uh, could potentially be through the roof and cause staining issues or other stuff like that, depending on the type of metal that's, that's coming out of solution. And that would happen a lot if you do shock the pool um, with big amounts of chlorine where it could drop those things out and cause staining on your liner just or pool or plaster or anything like that and discoloration of the water. So um, you have to monitor different things with different programs. So that one checking metals on a regular basis would be very important. Yeah. So it's not like they don't work. It's just, they do a specific thing. So it's a lot like using a copper based algicide. You know, there's different types of copper based algicides. They're anywhere from like 3% to 7%. They used to be 11, 11.7% and even up to 17%, which, which is kind of, you know, not really being used too much anymore. But the thing is, is that the, the, the troubleshooting dose and the maintenance dose are there for a reason, right? If you, like we, we Brett and I were just talking to a guy yesterday that had a 20,000 gallon pool and put in a bottle of silver, silver algicide. I was about to say the name brand, silver algicide. Well, when you have a bad infestation, a quart for 20,000 gallons, great. But if someone puts a quart in an 8,000 gallon pool or a 5,000 gallon pool, all of a sudden your silver, and it doesn't have to be just silver, it could be silver, copper, or anything else, goes way up. And when it's when it's like that, then that has a reaction with all the other, you know, could be problems in a pool, whether that be, like we said, a high pH or a high chlorine or whatever. So it's just something to consider. Okay. So ionizers are great, but they're they're not a magic pill either. So there's still things you have to get you have to work with. And then to, to, to play off of that one a little bit, the one that I've seen a boatload and I actually had a lot of people ask about specifically are the solar ionizers. Same kind of same kind of thing, except it's it, it's a little floater. It looks like a chlorine tab floater with a flat top on it with a solar cell on it. It's collecting sunlight, turning that into electricity and then putting that electricity through a metal bar of some sort. So it's doing the same thing as a larger ionizer in putting metals in the water that help prevent the things that we already mentioned, just on a smaller scale. So all the normal stuff you have to do to take care of your pool is still there. You might notice, um, you know, depending on how much algae you've had in the past, your chlorine usage might go down a little bit. Um, every pool's different, so it's hard to say blanket statement. You're going to have X happen. Um, but same, same process as the bigger ionizers, just on a much smaller scale um, that you can buy and throw in and watch it float around and say, look at my cool little toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we know that the, the biggest, uh, the biggest and best way or the, the, the best chance that you have of having a beautiful pool is if your filtration system, meaning your pump is, is, is like up to par. So not only does your pump need to be properly sized, but your piping or your hoses, if it's a above ground pool, need to be properly sized. You need to have a way to get water out of the bottom of the pool, the top of the pool, you know, and that way it all comes through and your filter has to be large enough to handle the contaminant load that it can filter, right? And if you don't have that, then all these other things are like band-aids on a broken arm. You know, it's it's nice that you have an ionizer, a solar ionizer, or an ozonator, or, a you know, all, all kinds of all those other alternative things. But if you don't have enough flow going through your going through your pipe system or through your filtration system, then you're going to have issues anyway. 
And, and I'll tell you that, that one of the largest, or I'm sorry, one of the most asked questions or the frequently answered questions that I get are people that have above ground pools and what to do for a cloudy pool or a green pool for above ground pools. And, and odds are, if you have an above ground pool, you're not going to have a main drain. And so if you have a skimmer that's doing all of the sucking, then putting all that water into the filter and then pushing the water back out, you are literally only re-filtering the top 18 inches of water, right? I mean, you can't see my hand, but the top 18 inches of water. So, so if, unless you're yeah. swimming, uh, let, yeah, let me, the top of the top 18 inches of water. Yeah, so there. unless you're swimming, the water's not getting mixed up. And so, so the easiest way to fix an above ground pool is to put in your manual vacuum cleaner, hook it up like you're going to vacuum and just turn it upside down. So then you have a main drain. So at the very of, least, point your eyeball down to the bottom. At the very least. at Because that so helps mix up some of the bottom right. into the top so that, that it filters better. Especially if you're not swimming. I mean, that's that's one of the one of the things that we talk about all the time that no one even considers is that you're just regurgitating the same 18 inches of water. So, you, you know, you'd have to do things to get the filtration system going. That Oddly enough, that's one of the reasons why robotic pool cleaners, people who have those and use them more regularly, um, they actually mix up their water a heck of a lot better because mm -hmm. the flow rate that goes through those things is bonkers. And if you notice, most of them, they pull from the bottom and shoot it straight up. Hey, look mm -hmm. at that. That does great for mixing the pool water. So less dead spots, less potential for algae to take hold in, in corners where water isn't moving as much. Um, overall healthier, better water because it's and, it's moving through a filter too. And, and you think about this, if you have an above ground pool or even like some, some of the like um, the multi-speed variable speed pumps that you may not be getting 30, 40, 50 gallons a minute through there like you do on a full speed pump from the old days where when you're looking at some of those robotic cleaners, you can get anywhere between 55 and 70 gallons per minute going through that filtration system. So not only does it help to mix things up, but if you have a heater, you, you need to have one, right? Because you're, you're getting that heat transferred all around the pool and make it so the pools, there's no cold spots, right? So if, if nothing else, it's going to help your heater heat the water. Since since we're talking a little bit about filtration now, Stacy, didn't you say someone, what, what was your bucket one? The bucket, it's a bucket method. So I haven't really researched it a lot, but it looks like it's, they take two buckets and like one of the buckets has holes in it or something, and they're somehow filtering water through it. And the people, it's an above ground swimming pool group on Facebook, and they swear by this method that this is something that will get rid of their algae just like that. So what's that? Matt, you want to grab it? So um, I think this is, a, this is the next iteration of the, of the pillow fill, fill in. Fill Fluff. In? Fluff, filling, pillow filling. <laughs> Stuffing. Yeah, a couple of years ago, what people were doing was, was putting that in their skimmer. And so what essentially would happen is that when the water came through the skimmer, this would act like a pre-filter. So that's especially important if you have a filter that's not up to speed, either, either too there's small, a, a too small, area. maybe, you know, the surface area is too, too small. It can't handle the amount of water going through it. You know, if there's a hydraulic issue or maybe it's just that the filtration, the actual bed of the filter is bad. Like if you need, if you have a cartridge filter, you're supposed to change your cartridges every year, right? Or every season, which, you know, I mean, every pool is different, like Brett said. 
So sometimes you can get a year out of them. Sometimes you get two years. Sometimes you can do two different elements at the same time. So you just switch them out. Um, but then also sand, sand gets, can get old too. So if you have a filter that's, you know, three to five years old, especially ones with heavy use, the sand either needs to be cleaned. So if you haven't cleaned your sand, you need to clean it. I mean, it's best to do that about every year. Um, or if it's been, you know, up to five years, it's time to change the sand. So then the third filter is a DE filter and the DE filters are awesome because they actually filter out stuff you can't see with your eyes. So they're actually the, the most effective at filtration, but they're also, they tend to be the one that has the most work because you have to backwash the DE out. You have to clean it once a year, you know, take it apart and clean it once a year. You have to put new DE in and all that stuff. And DE is diatomaceous earth, which is fossilized plankton, uh, which can be a carcinogen. So don't put your face into a, a bag of DE and huff it or anything like that. Um, but, but you know, those, those three things, if there's something wrong with the filter, then using your pre-filter is important. But if, again, if we go back to what we were saying before, where your hydraulics are right, your pump you don't need is right size, you, you don't need that. So, so I think a lot of these things, whether it be the solar ionizer or the bucket method, or even the magic eraser are, are all for people that have had pools that aren't properly sized filtration systems. And if you look at above ground pools, and I'm not talking about the, the traditional above ground pools, but the ones you can get like a big box store, those have a one size fits all pump and filter. And, and so you'll get the, same, you get the same pump and filter, whether it's an eight foot round, a 12 foot round, a 15, 18, you know, or even the, the larger ones are like six and 700 or six and 7,000 gallons. They don't Those have the proper filtration. So you they need can't something move to help the water. Them. They can't filter right. it. They don't have the surface area. They nope. can't keep up with it. So their best case scenario, they are adequate to keep up with it. But if you ever have a problem, resolving that becomes a big problem because you don't have the surface area of the filter to actually help filter out the contaminants. So this is where Stacy's bucket method is coming in because essentially you're putting uh, uh, a garage, a garage engineered bucket filter in the mix as well to help mm -hmm. uh, give your filter that you have on your system a crutch. Yeah. So it's taking some of the load off of that filter so it can actually essentially catch up. So that's your catch up bucket. If, if you had a properly sized system, like Matt was saying, you don't need that. And, and that's, uh, sorry to jump into commercial land here, but if, if you have certain criteria that you have to meet on commercial pools where you have to have X amount of water flowing through the system at any time, if you designed a pool to only barely hit that, you're never going to hit it because that's the pool running optimally. What happens three years down the road when the pump is missing a beat and it's not flowing as well as it did before, or you had to replumb to put a new heater in and now you've got an extra bypass in there and you can't get the amount of water moving through it as you used to. That's why you over designing is actually the minimum you should do because you have to counter for some of that because nothing's ever going to work perfectly a hundred percent of the time for its whole life. So you really want to overshoot um, so that you can overperform for the life of, of your pool essentially. Cause the cost of a pool um, isn't in building it. It's maintaining it for its 50 year lifespan. So if you can do things early on that actually help you get more out of your pool th for the life of it, Oh my God, do it. $1,000 now saves you $40,000 over the life of the pool. You'd be an idiot not to do that. See, and, that, and that's just apples That's apples to apples. If you consider the amount of frustration, time, effort, you know, and everything else that goes into 
That's um, counting your time as like, worthless. Like limping, <laughs> limping through this whole thing for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, it, it's worth doing it right. But here's here's the problem, though. When you buy a, an above ground pool package, and again, we're not talking about the traditional ones that have, you know, lots of different choices, but the More ones you get, it's, ones. it's all in a box. Um, you know, th those are just barely getting by right They're They're reaching the requirements barely in order to do it. So if you have, if, if you're someone who owns one of those or someone that sells one of those, you you're going to say to people, well, this is the one that comes, this is the pump and filter that comes with it. And typically it's like one, one unit, right? It's not different units, but if you want to upgrade now, the upgrade for the proper pump and filter is as much as or more than the pump that pool yeah and so and so that's where the conundrum comes in is like well i bought this pool it was you know 500 say whatever and it doesn't have the right pump and filter on it so what do i do i don't want to spend another 500 to get the proper pump and filter on it so well let me do this bucket method or let me try this this yep. uh this magic stain eraser you know because i mean the magic stain eraser was a big deal because people were putting that in their skimmers to suck out um, algae, right? But again, it's just a different way to have a pre-filter. So, so all these things can help you if you're having an issue with that. But again, if you're just sucking the top 18 inches of water out, what, what is that really going to do for you? I mean, it's, it, you know, it may help you in certain instances, but odds are it's probably, you know, one of those things that's like, well, it helps, but is it worth it? Right? So what I'm hearing is the magic pill is all pool systems operating well with one another and, and effectively. That that could be it. I think we might be we might be right at the precipice of actually figuring this thing out. <laughs> Magic pill, do all the right things. Yeah. So there's so we're kind of going on. I mean, we're we're at a, we're at kind of a, a long discussion here already, and and so let's just let's kind of wrap this up with a couple other things. We want to talk about the pool magnets. You know, the the different things that uh, that you might see that um, that people are purporting to have that. Uh, you can wrap a wire around your PVC and essentially it creates a, a magnetic charge in there that disrupts the scale and staining from forming. That's fine too. But again, it's just a stain and scale inhibitor. Okay. It's not really anything else. So, so again, it, it's, it's great if you have a problem with staining and scaling, but again, it's not going to help with algae. It's not going to help with lowering chlorine demand. It's not going to help with clarity, you know, all the other things. So um, there's that. And then there's also, the stuff where they talk about um, uh, evaporating water and stuff like that, and then and then just taking the pure water out. That's some of those some of those things that are in there as far as the magic the magic pills. But again, those things only help with lowering chlorine demand, lowering stain and scale. But they don't really do anything for algae. They don't really do anything for all the other things that you have to that you have to worry about. And the the last thing I want I would want to yeah. mention. Uh, more recently in the last couple of years, uh, automatic chemistry sensors. These are actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, they aren't a magic pill, but they help you to be a lot more proactive with your chemistry because they're taking measurements of your pool water on a fairly regular basis and either texting or emailing that or using an app to your phone so that pool owners can keep up on what's happening in their water a lot more readily because people don't test their water nearly as much as they say they do because half the time when we talk to people oh everything's in range okay highs are range and lows are range give me numbers this <laughs> is actually doing that for you um so it's not doing anything to correct those issues but it's making the homeowner aware of the issues so that they can be on top of it 
more proactive and fix them before problems have a chance to form. Um, that's really cool. There can be some issues with that um, just in terms of the sensors, because if you've got really oily water from people with sunscreen and stuff like that, it can actually clog up those sensors and foul them. So you sometimes have to clean those off, too. So, again, added maintenance, not a magic pill, but a really cool part of a system that can make things better and make it easier to run your pool. Um, and that actually leads us into next week's topic, which we're going to talk about proactive versus reactive and how it can make your life a heck of a lot easier. Um I'm going to stop talking because I'll keep going because I'm excited right we, now. We, yeah, we could. We could. So I was at a friend's house over the weekend um, and we were, he was getting on easy pool and he was telling me that he was using one of those, uh, one of those apps that you're talking about and how he liked, he liked doing it. But the, the thing about it is, is that any, anytime you get something new and, and maybe, maybe it's just me, but you get something new, you're excited about it. And then, you know, two or three weeks down the road, you get uh, less excited. Like maybe you're not checking it three or four times a day. You're checking it two times a day. And then just like a new car, checking it. It's not as fun once, after once a week. <laughs> and then next thing you know, your iPhone or your, your phone's saying, you haven't used this app for a while. Do you want me to archive it? You're like, uh, oops. <laughs> I need to do that, don't I? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So I hope you like our discussion about magic pills. Uh, end result is there's really not one that's going to do everything. I will tell you that as representatives of API, that easy pool is probably the closest to a magic pill you can get because all you really need other than easy pool is a little bit of chlorine. Um, if you're using, uh, if you're using a troubleshooting problem, if you have that just as a plug revive is probably the closest to that you can get because it's the only product that's around that you really don't have to worry about your, your um, water balance uh, other than the chlorine needs to be under 25, which is crazy uh, that, it, that it can last that, that high. So we have a couple of things that are close to being magic pills, but again, they're not the magic pill because you still need others, other products help. Uh, in our instance, it's just a little bit of chlorine here and a little bit of chlorine there. So, and by little, I mean less than your shower, right? Less than your city water. That's the amount of chlorine that you need for our Less than anyway. even now. <laughs> Anyway, so so we hope you like this. If you uh, have any comments or anything, please feel free to leave them in the in the comments below, and uh, check us for uh, episode four in two weeks. And remember that this is season two, so we do have a lot of other episodes and some outtakes and all kinds of fun stuff. So thank you very much. Remember to like and share if you if you so desire. If not, that's fine too. We appreciate you watching. Can't wait for summertime, for summertime, it won't be long when you come back and love you like I do, love you like I do.